0: Escape. From Plan A. Escape.
1: Escape. Escape. From Plan A.
2: Glad to have you back listeners for another episode of Escape from Plan A. I'm your host Chris here with Tina and Jong. What's up guys? What's up? What's going on? So this was uh, a kind of a last-minute episode because we had a whole plan for something. In fact, this was kind of supposed to be my week off, but <laughs> a bunch of stuff came up, and we just like could not not talk about it. Like you know, pigs to the mud pit. You know, wink, wink, wink. We we just got <laughs> Shit rolling, rolling. Pigs. In it. You know, boar on the yeah. floor.
1: John's the real degenerate. He's actually on vacation. You're in Hawaii, right? Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, I am.
0: Kind, I mean, I guess it's it's like a workcation. You yeah. know, how it is. Yeah,
1: you're in Honolulu. Hey, wh- what time
0: is what time is it there right now? Three thirty, basically. It's like six hours behind you.
2: Oh, okay, okay. I thought it was like AM. Like, wow, John must have really wanted to talk about no, this. To no, no, like, but like, I am going to be starting work
0: at an ungodly. I'm going to be starting work at four a.m. Basically, oh, mm. since I'm so working okay. on Eastern time.
1: Well, that's unfortunate. Yeah, but he's still in Hawaii and and we're in fucking New York. And, so, <laughs> and I got to end my day at like noon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'll have time that's to hit the nice. beach and all that. Nice man. Yeah. Uh,
2: so what what I'm specifically talking about is that for whatever reason, in in the last week, there's just been this ongoing, steady drip of uh, very petty, but nonetheless very entertaining, <laughs> or you know, petty because <laughs> entertaining because it's petty yeah. drama on Asian yeah. Twitter, and uh, we're just gonna cover two main pieces of that drama. One is this recently published piece on Salon, which is published by this Asian American. What, what is she, a professor of psychology at Harvard or something not like Harvard, that? Not um, Harvard, but she's
1: like guest lecturing at Harvard. She's at a... Di- oh, sure. I'm not sure where she's at. She's at a different university. But yeah.
2: Yes. And she wrote a piece about how all her life she... Not only was like not attracted to Asian men, but like went out of her way to, to diss us. Uh, and outlined all the way she did it. I mean, to her credit, she was very open about it. There was really no... Um, hiding that fact but that got a lot of hate um and one of the worst ratios i've ever seen in recent memory if if not ever it, it was just like it, it got like like 80 likes and like a, over a thousand quote uh quote <laughs> tweets oh, that's the last bad, time i man. checked that's <laughs> pretty yeah, bad that's ter- that's really bad and and this ongoing spat uh that that's con- continued throughout the day uh teen i think you've been paying the most attention to it but it's between Caspian king who has a new book coming out called The Loneliest Americans. He's been getting in uh, into a fight with uh, our favorite Asian American activist, Jen Fang. That's going to be uh, a juicy piece of news to cover. Uh, but yeah, so le- let's, uh, let's dive right into this uh, salon piece, which uh, if you're listening to this, I'm sure you've kind of run into it. I mean, I swear, like yesterday, like four of my friends... Sent it to me like within like 20 minutes on top of each other, and it, we've all seen this piece before. It's been written like at least like 50 times in the last decade at the very least. Nothing particularly new about it, but what was new is it seemed like it just um, it just seemed to get universal condemnation and not just from the typical kind of like angry Asian guy crowd. What were you guys' thoughts?
1: <laughs> I'm trying to find the article on Google, and so I put K drama Asian men salon, and I keep getting like. 24 Asian man haircut ideas best Korean hair salon for <laughs> men in New York oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> but I, guess, I think I found it K dramas cured my prejudice against Asian men by Christine ma Kellums, and um, yeah I think she's a she is a pro- I'm gonna look this up because I kind of want to get this right um, yeah she's a she's a professor of psychology at San Jose State University. Yeah. Oh, San Jose State. Yeah, that's right.
2: Uh, Is okay. that close to where you live, or used I, to live?
0: I mean, not not really. I mean, it's I mean it's in the area. Um, it's just that San I mean, San Jose has
1: a lot of Asians. It's like a pretty Asian heavy area.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah,
1: kind of interesting that a person that would have this type of racial conflict, internal conflict, would be a professor of psychology.
0: You know what I mean. I don't know. Are you though? Yeah. Isn't, isn't the whole isn't the tro- is like the stereotype that people study psychology because there's something they're trying to figure
1: out about themselves? Perhaps. Yeah, I was about to say Perhaps, that. Yeah. yeah. But that doesn't that doesn't make me um like confident about the about the <laughs> about the field, you know what I mean? But okay. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> so I I want to ask about your guys' reaction when when like reading this piece. Like what were you what were your thoughts?
1: Uh to
0: be honest, I haven't read it. So I'm coming in I'm the ignorant uh, just like hot take participant for this podcast. <laughs> um, but I'll give you my impression anyway, which is like, I mean, I heard, I, you know, like it's not like I wasn't paying attention completely. I heard, you know, different reactions and like little snippets here and there, uh, excerpts. But um, my thought, my first impression is just sort of like, I mean, especially finding out that she's in San Jose. is kind of like, what? Like there's no, there was never a, uh, like a, a person, you know, in your real life that could change your opinion about this like what like why does it take a k-drama
2: well I, I think the answer to that is that it's not really that you know crash landing on you which is the the k-drama she really focused on was like the first time she saw an asian man who looked as good as Bin, who is you know kind of like otherworldly handsome by anyone's standards but mm-hmm. i think what, what she's really talking about is the fact that white people uh, approved of this and that's that was the difference i'm sure like if you live especially uh-huh. if you went in san jose Apparently she went to Berkeley which is like 50% Asian you're bound to at least uh Hella see Asians. A, a few yeah you know, a few at least a few good looking asian guys but i think the the main difference is it uh, didn't have the approval of white like we didn't have the approval of white people back then i think that's what it's really about it's not like she went through her whole life and never even saw uh a handsome asian man it was just that there there might have been but uh white people didn't really care so she didn't either
0: i mean but that's my point is like obviously she has right But I guess, yeah, there you go. It's it's the approval. Mm -hmm. It's been co-signed.
2: Yeah. I mean, I I saw a lot of people getting upset about this. I mean, I've always kind of had a soft spot for any Asian American, especially like an Asian woman who just explicitly says stuff like this. So we know there are a lot of just either kind of like deluded or bad faith actors who say, no, all this is because of Asian American male misogyny, of which it exists, but it's not... I mean, we've, like, yeah, they'll say that, but as I said, there's, like, so many articles out there where Asian American women are just volunteering these confessions. And so it's like, yeah, you say it's because of, like, Asian patriarchy or whatever, but yet, you know, uh, the same day, 10 Asian American women will write about how, oh, actually, my dad was pretty nice, my brothers were chill, but you know what, I just didn't feel cool uh, in high school if I went out with an Asian guy. Like, they themselves say it, so... You know, I, I always appreciate this kind of honesty, um, but, you know, a, I think a lot of people are just tired of this because it's just boring now. It's like, okay, we've heard this for, like, at least 10 years.
1: Yeah. But it's still, I mean, that's the thing is, like, uh, it still engenders, like, a pretty big reaction from people like Asians. And um, I don't know what it is, but, like, you know how it's like you can you can definitely piss off all of the people all of the time with this kind of thing. And I'm yes. like, is there nobody that sees that this the reaction to this is exactly why people don't talk about it? Like, honestly, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because yeah. y- you win nothing, right? Like, you get nothing from writing this. Like, people right. just like the dudes are just like, see, she's a she's a li- she's a banana ring, right? And uh, well, no, no, she
2: she married a white man, so she wasn't she's not a banana ring. By the she's uh, she, she's uh, a <laughs> yeah
1: she. She, actually okay. yeah she's uh uh aspiring banana ring i guess i don't know whatever who, who um knows? but yeah so like all the guys are gonna rip on her and be like see they're just this white as white worship as we as we say they are so they hate this shit and then a lot of women come out and are like this is so fucking embarrassing and it totally uh you know like flattens this issue and it's all garbage and uh, did asian id put her up to this you know like
2: no someone actually posted that yeah, uh i'm not gonna say his name no, no it, oh, it, wasn't wasn't, her, okay. credit, it wasn't her to her credit wasn't her i'm not gonna say this person's name I, uh, nobody needs to go like brigade this person or whatever yeah. but yeah uh he was like did asian identity write this like no an asian woman wrote oh, yeah, this right. <laughs> this is this is like something that i'm, I'm not gonna say asian women because like they're obviously most asian women are not gonna write this it's a particular type it's like you know they're, they're like aspiring writers they have a certain mindset they go to certain schools and they've been writing the same piece for so long in 2011 uh, there was a piece out on ExoJane called, uh, like, I'm an Asian woman and I refuse to date an Asian man. By someone named Jenny On, it's been scrubbed for the internet, but fear not, people, I have a cached copy. If anybody wants it, I can send it to you. It was the exact same type of thing. It, didn't, it had the exact same actions, like, I mean, reactions. All the Asian guys were mad. I know a lot of Asian American women were mad, too. But then the kind of, like, you know, like the Gen Feng types were mad because they thought this was actually evidence of like anti-Asian woman misogyny, you know, setting them up to look bad kind of thing. So it's like, you know, 10 years later, same, same thing. You know, we've made a lot of progress, I think, but we still see the same shit.
0: I, I have to say, I think it's really like, if there are, you know, those guys, the Asian ID crowd or whatever, if they're getting upset, that's really dumb. Like, because that's one of the things that they were, like, you know, that they wanted. They wanted
1: public recognition. Well, they, well, they, they want it because they can go dunk on it. And then when they see it, they dunk on it. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, they yeah, want to see true. it. They want to see it just so they can shoot it down and be like, see, see, you know, so they I mean, it's cathartic, I guess, but it it's is really, cathartic. It's like- I'm just saying that it doesn't, it, it means it, this shows why these articles probably should not be written because there's no, you can't gain anything from it, you know, like as the writer.
2: I think there's a time and place when something like this was really groundbreaking, kind of like back in 2011, that aforementioned X-O Jane article. The, the problem now is that we already have, like... No, seriously, I have a spreadsheet where I keep links to almost, like, every noteworthy, uh, whether for good or for ill uh, Asian-American article. I, I swear, I have, like, 70 entries for this type of article. Is If you really want to read this, all you have to do is just go to, like, Refinery29 or Slade or HuffPo, Uh, in fact Slate um, recently published a piece by this it was Kimiko Guthrie I think her name was she was a half Japanese woman she was talking about how growing up um, for whatever reason she just like never even entertained the thought of being with an Asian man let alone a Japanese American man even though she herself is half Japanese and it was essentially the same piece is kind of like guilt-ridden male culpa kind of thing to i guess asian dudes uh now that she's like kind of lived she's kind of past her life where she's really fretting over these questions and she's kind of like looking back on her life and stuff so it's we really don't need any more of this in terms of what already exists
1: yeah but what already exists i feel like it doesn't even do do anything because like they they published that you know, the Slate article that we talked about last time or a while back, the, the um, Aaron Mack article, uh, is in many ways, like, it doesn't account for the existence of these articles. So, for example, like, I'm, I'm looking at the Aaron Mack article and right up top, it talks about, like, some of the fucked up tropes and themes that you'll find in the, the subreddit, Our Asian Identity. And it says, for example... Um, The posts are dotted with contemptuous mentions of, quote, WMAF, which they mean white male-Asian female relationships. Banana Ring, for example, refers derisively to an Asian woman who's previously dated white men but is currently seeking a relationship with an Asian man, right? So that's how it starts, meaning, like, there's this very problematic sort of categorization of Asian women by their perceived, you know, like, what these guys think of these women and how they judge them and call them Banana Ring. But then you look at this article and this is her writing about herself. And she's like, as for me, if I was ashamed of being crowned most likely to bag on Asian guys, I guess that means that she was like known to like actively make fun of Asian uh, guys at her school Uh, some decade and a half ago. I was even more embarrassed last week when I discovered that it took binge watching an entire K-drama to remember the immense desirability of men from my own group and not just the Hyun Bin's either in all their imperfection and glory. So isn't this exactly... This is, like, first-hand, direct confirmation of what these uh, incels or whatever are talking about in our Asian identity, am I right? So why can't these two things ever come together? Like, why can't both of these be mentioned in the same article ever? Well, yeah, that's the key
2: question. No, that's basically why we... That's like a raison d'être. That's <laughs> the reason why Plan A existed. Because <laughs> yeah. it's like, okay, we see both these things. Why can't we try to like mention them in the same discussion without everyone killing each other? And yeah, that's why like Slate piece was so gutless. It's like I know you, Aaron Mack. I know you have read these pieces. I know you know this is real. Yet you you refuse to mention it in your article. I think Jess pointed it out in our podcast about that. It's like, well, if if you know if this, either this is such uh, un- unjustified anger on these Asian guys, this part where you have to full- pretty much bring the full extent of the law to snuff them out. Or they kind of have a point and we got to uh, acknowledge it. And a-, and a thing like the Slate Piece does neither because, it's again, it's just gutless. And it just wants to uh, reassure it's the-, the choir that they're
1: good. It's half the story. I mean, I, like I've said it, I think I've said before in the pod, like I don't like the word banana ring because it's just... It's, it's clearly like an insult. It's, it's clearly loaded, right? Yeah, it's just a mean it's word. It's just a yeah. mean fucking word, and it's meant to dehumanize, sure. But the concept underlying it, like if we could not put so much judgment around it, it's a useful and meaningful concept, clearly, because someone just wrote about it from a firsthand perspective, <laughs> right? It exists. You know, it's a right. real thing, you know? So why can't you have a word for it? And, um, you know, I think... Maybe he could revise, Aaron could revise his article, so it starts out, spend a little time on either Our Asian Identity or Salon.com, and you will quickly become immersed (laughs) in the lingo of men's (laughs) writings, you know? Like, come on, right? Uh... Um... I don't know.
2: Yeah, actually, the funny thing is, one of the that, that uh, aforementioned tweeter I told you about that uh, I, I'm sure he was kind of joking, but he also was like, "Oh, did Asian identity write this?" In the very next tweet, he uh, links to this that Slate uh, piece on Asian identity, and I was like, "Why would you do that?" That's like prime exhibit. That works against you because now you're proving that hey these guys have a leg to stand on somewhat because they're not just uh, being irrationally angry. They they're dealing with people like the person who wrote uh, the Salon piece. So I thought that was really funny. I think he was trying to act as if maybe someone like who wrote the Salon piece was reacting to uh, you know Asian identity, but like Asian identity is relatively new. And and the person who wrote this uh, it's not old, but she's also not young. So. Whatever she was doing, uh, you know, the internet probably barely existed when she was going through this. So it's like you can't blame this all on Asian identity, as convenient as that is.
1: I, I for one am, uh, I agree with you, Chris, uh, that these articles lack, you know, they're not, they're nothing new. They're kind of boring or whatever. But I can't. But I think you probably agree with me. I can't knock it in the sense that I do think it's an honest thing. I think she's coming from a good place in writing it and that someone wrote someone i follow on twitter um said that he thought uh he's a he's a gay asian dude and he and i think he grew up you know not around a lot of other asians or something and he just felt like you know people were like unnecessarily you know jumping down this person's throat for saying something that he felt he had experienced growing up, right? right? Like, it took him a lot to understand that he, uh, as a gay Asian man, wanted to find Asian other Asian men attractive and not, you know, before because, you know, the whole thing that we talk about with the male Asian guy dating woes and stuff uh, is apparently even w- much worse in a way for gay Asian men, from what I understand. And so he was just sort of offering that he identified with this article... And that he didn't think that it was really in good faith for people to jump down her throat and ratio her and say that this is shit and she's shit. And I, I, sympath- I sympathize with that view. Um, though I, I, I don't think it makes a good writing, but I sympathize with his point of view.
2: Yeah. I mean, as for gay men, we we should get an actual gay guy to come here and talk about it but i mean i'm just trying to imagine what they go through and it's like at at least if you're like an asian straight asian american woman and you're hitting on asian men you can at least put some distance because you can be like okay everything that sucks about asianness uh it's kind of like all the guys fault in fact asian women we get like the best parts of being asian but if you're a gay asian american guy and you don't like other asian american guys that is you you know that is you just heating right. yourself down to every molecule in your body yeah. there's no way you can distinguish and yeah that's just that's just a hard place yeah, we, to should, be, we should we yeah. should get
1: someone um to come talk about it maybe i can reach out to this guy but i think that um that like that that's an example again i think of like when people talk about solidarity or they talk about you know like i, I don't i don't like the notion that like you know, three straight Asian dudes like us would just sit here and, like, you know, pretend to care about gay Asian issues uh, and talk about the... You know, like, I would much rather talk about the way in which, like, a gay Asian guy and a straight Asian guy can be like, yeah, I, I experienced that as well. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, one side extending sympathy and understanding to the other. Because I think, like, yeah. that's inherently unequal. You know, but if it comes to this thing where it's like, oh, yeah, I... As a you know, straight Asian guys get this all the time, and then it's like, oh, gay Asians guys get it the same, but in a way, it's even worse. Like, I I think that would be a very much more interesting kind of conversation. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, my issue with the piece is not, as I said, I I have a soft spot for these pieces. I I can I can tell that they're trying to. You know, they feel like they have to make up for, you know, some some stuff that they're not proud of when they're young. And as I said, what, what's the alternative? Uh, say that they're like that and, and blame it all on, on Asian-American men. You know, it's vastly more honest and, and preferable to that. My issue is just that, hey, you know, we've been doing this for a while. Uh, you know, let's, let's have something new. And I, I do agree. I think some people are attacking her for the wrong reasons in the sense that, hey, i um, Like they were more concerned that this was just giving fuel to like angry Asian guys, which obviously we don't want anyone to go overboard. That's not good. But you know, their primary concern wasn't hey, this this is kind of very racist. Let's see what we can do to fix it. It was more like, oh no, our enemies are gonna feast on this. It was it was a very kind of like selfish type of concern. So
0: yeah, it was just like typical kind of like tribal. You know, our team has to win. Kind of reaction.
2: Yeah, it's like when men get uh, upset about like a rape thing cuz like oh great this is going to make us look bad kind of thing as opposed to obviously this is not doesn't really rise to that
1: level of of badness but it's like well i i think i think for the yeah. guys who are jumping down um jumping all over this tweet i think part of it is the glee and humil- public humiliation to say you see like everyone agrees that asian women who have this bias for white men and against asian men deserve like, if that were to come out, if, like, people knew that about you, that you deserve to get ridiculed in public for it. And I think that they like that notion because it sort of sends a message to be like, don't be like her, you see? Like, right. recognize that in yourself quickly, and because you understand, like, really people will not accept you, like, this is unacceptable and, and all this stuff. I think that's what they're hoping for, and and the method to uh, accomplish that is a form of, like, making an example out of someone. You know, and I feel yeah. like there is an inherent problem, obviously, with that thinking. Because I don't think that she deserves that at all. No, and like, Chris, to your question, like, you know, or I don't know about question, but you were saying,
0: like, you know, we, we'd like to advance it. It's like, it, the conversation, one, what is there, what else is there, is there to say? You know, like, what else could she say, really? You know, she can't fix the problem on her own. And two, like the reason that these things, that this conversation has been going on as long as it has, is because it's perpetually trying to get shut down. And if we just had the conversation out in the open, we were like, okay, it's been said, everybody knows it now. It's not under denial. It's not being um, swept under the rug. Then there really is nothing else to say, right? Then we can move on but and actually the, try and address
1: the. But problem. it is out in the open.
0: Like like you it's said, not it's not. No, it's not. How many people are continually having to like. I mean, you know, demonstrate like, oh, but there's this evidence and there's this, like, clearly it is not accepted on a level uh, that's
1: widespread enough. Um, maybe I, I, I think I think it's out there. I, I just think that we're not connecting the dots. I think the dots are out there, but we're just not connecting them. Or we ref- or
0: we refuse to connect them. We refuse yeah, we, to I, accept. Yeah, you so know, think, we we want sure. to believe that society is is. You know generally fair and generally accepting and generally not racist but the fact of the matter is that a lot of people are experiencing this and to keep saying like no it's not that bad or no that's just a select few like that's why people feel the need to go out and prove it again and again and again
2: i think this is much more understood and recognized at at like the everyday level I think the the people lagging the most behind is uh, like the, the mainstream media. They're the ones who are at least like 10 years behind. Like you go to any kind of like online space, even non-Asian spaces, everyone knows kind of what's going on. And I think it's become much and much less taboo to talk about it. It's these places like Slate and, and Salon that that's, that are still very just uh, uptight about this. So I agree with you, Jong, more so in... In the, in the media sphere than, than in the everyday sphere. I mean, at this point, I am no longer at all surprised if somebody, uh, especially someone like I'm dating, kind of, like, brings this up, whether they're Asian or not. It's just, like, at this point, I've had that conversation many times, whereas five years ago, it would have felt like, oh, my God, um, th- this is so weird kind of thing.
1: Yeah. I still think that there is this need, and, and this was, like, part of that Slate article, the, the Air Mack one, that... You cannot provide, like, incel Asian, like, toxic masculinity is the sort of, like, ground zero level. Like, there's, you can't get under that. You can't say that something is causing that. You can't say that there is um, a reason to this or some th- something behind this. Like, it is sort of like a self-evident evil thing. It's self-emergent. It's created in the heads of you know fr- sexually frustrated men, beta males, and the problem is their own you know is them it, the problem is them, it's these guys. and I think that the um the the discourse around these guys, these kinds of toxic men, which is obviously not limited to Asian men. It seems like every race of of man in America, including white and black, has this kind of discourse going on around them, the incel discourse, that you just can't get under that. It's like it's forbidden. It is the root level problem, the root level issue.
2: It's the prime mover, and yeah, and that's the why mover. these. Yeah. It, that's why these articles, I, uh, I, you know, I think they're kind of like a net positive because it at least undermines that because it it just doesn't. It, it's just very wishful thinking to think that you know the lopsided. Uh, rates of like you know white male Asian female couples was all started either by like Asian identity or just like angry Asian guys and it's like well what made them so angry in the first place well that's just the nature of Asian men it's like wait a minute that doesn't make any like you gotta provide something more than that but it's a very comforting narrative and it's very complex yeah there are just like toxic Asian guys out there that's for sure but it's also I mean uh, if people haven't listened to uh, the Invisibilia episode on um this whole issue, uh, you should go check it out because it interviews like, like, a, like an Asian guy who just gets told this kind of shit by his own sister and mother and just turns him into uh, a white supremacist for, for a bit. And it's very just harrowing to listen to. And I, I just admired that episode so much because they actually uh, went underneath that very uh, juvenile, prime, evil type of right. narrative. And be like, yeah. okay, l- l- let's think of what
1: I, causes I think they were willing things. to do that because it was about Asian guys right like i don't think that they necessarily would have been able to tackle that if it was about a white incel kind of guy mm-hmm. but because it was like this asian guy and i feel like in a way asian guys are do allow you to get under it to an extent i've i've kind of thought about like with aziz i think he was sort of like you know the the last man of me too right and when it hit aziz um, some white people, especially some older white feminists and stuff, who are having misgivings about the role that they were playing in Me Too and the sort of out of control nature of it, were like Aziz is one too far. You come on, no one's going to believe that <laughs> you know Aziz Ansari is like a dangerous, you know, like toxic man. Come on, you know. And so I feel like that you know the white discourse around this stuff is willing to get under it when it comes to Asian guys, which might be a positive. I don't know, but um yeah, I mean I think like the well, I would just want to say that it you know the thing I, the reason I hate talking about WMAf is because it makes it seem because you can't get under it because you can't get under the topic it like you said, it's the prime mover because it, it is in a way and there's a reason for that and it's because it has to do with something that both sides have to accept, which is that people should have full, agency full rights full discretion as to like who they want to date who they want to be with and no one can really question that right and so you have like this sort of absolute that i don't think anyone on either side can with a straight face deny right no one is saying like oh we should implement controls as to who people date and i think that that's why this particular topic becomes such a deadlock and, and people spend so much time on it. Uh, because there are some inherent contradictions in the way um, they go about it. But it's far from the only... And I'm not I'm not sure if it's even the most interesting uh, of all the conflicts that are going on around Asian American people. You know, like, this is like... I don't know. To me, it's kind of boring um, at this point. But it is intractable. It is intractable because of that, you know?
2: I mean, we... Really didn't talk much about it until that slate piece came up. So mm-hmm. you know, it it wasn't it wasn't our decision, but um.
1: But you know, yeah. it's so fucked up because we do these pods, and I know that like, if you didn't really like know us, like you know, it would be like, oh wow, this is like a, certainly an obsession. They're obsessed with, you know, and clearly there are there's a there is an obsessional quality to the way uh, Asian some Asian guys talk about WMF, and it is full of anger, and it is full of unprocessed raw you know just resentment i've seen that um and that i think poisons the well and i think people who actually have something are trying to say something constructive about this are sort of incentivized to just run away from it as far as possible for fear of being mistaken as being one of quote those guys you know yeah
2: actually that's a good segue to talk about jck but i do want to say uh (laughs) uh, remark (laughs) i do want to remark on that last point because i've seen some people try to attack this article uh from that like bad faith angle that i mentioned before being something like this is actually uh like this unhealthy obsession with like asian women's like Basically, whether or not they'll, they'll date white men and and implied that it was somehow like the, the machinations of Asian American men who are obsessed with this topic. But it's like that's such bullshit because like really nobody's more obsessed with WMAF than this type of a kind of like elite uh, Asian American women often found in, in these like cultural fields like writing and, and you know filmmaking and all that. I, I do think that a lot of this Asian American male anger is a reaction to this incessant uh, obsession that has been put really at the center of what is mainstream Asian American culture. Uh, you know, you can you can start with something like the like the Joy Luck Club, all the way to something like you know twelve that whole Twelve Boys trilogy. It is really uh, this obsession with white men. Oh, do they like uh, from from a Asian American straight? Cis at Asian American women's point of view. Do they like us? Oh, I hate them, but I can't quit them. That kind of thing. And I think a lot of Asian guys are just fed up with that obsession. Like, we, it's like, if you just kind of live your lives quietly, we wouldn't care as much, but you got to put it always in front of center, make it seem like it should be our priorities that this is something we need to root, practically root that's for true. you to succeed. That, I mean, mm-hmm. that,
1: that's true, but I mean, that's assuming you're talking about people who, um, like, actually are aware of and see and read these things. But I think a lot of the guys who are really up, uh, upset or resentful about this, they're resentful for it because they just see it in real life. You know, like, they like they just see a lot of Asian women, like, just, like, a sort of, in their own lives being, like, you know, uh, much more interested in, in like, uh, you know, being in white circles. I don't even think it's necessarily about white men, but I think it's also just sort of, like, a preference to, like, avoid... Asian people, you know. Right. And um, then
2: they, they see these, uh, whether it's in their, like, I don't know, their schools, like, you know, who's popular, who's influential, or, you know, to the greater just society in general. And the fact that they can't talk about it because a lot of Asian American liberalism in the last few decades really has centered around just catering to the whims of this, this class of people who whose real ideology is their, like, uh, you know, trials and tribulations of assimilating, like... I, I you know somebody's mean to me some white man or white woman is mean to me my white in-laws will understand me we know the you know we know that usual mm-hmm. like stuff and that has become really at the center of our agenda and I think that's why people are pissed off and I think that's why people get pissed instinctively pissed off at this article even though if you take a big picture look at it, it's like we need this kind of honesty uh rather than you know trying to just you know shove everything under the bed but they're just like oh god not again this narrative once again we have to care about this and like oh god no but
1: one one thing i will say in favor of this article over some other ones that i've seen some other ones i feel like are actually pretty bad in the sense that they're written from the perspective that like um justice in this case would be like the writer the author opening herself up to the potential for asian men to like (laughs) date her you know like you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. and um uh, this one I think was I, I liked it more because one she's not single so she, this is not about her actually being like hey maybe I'll I should give those guys a shot at me you know right uh, which is which is kind of fucked <clears throat> up like it's it's kind of like you're well that was not the funny. invisibility episode yeah in a it's nutshell kind of like all right just like get over yourself but <laughs> I like this one because she was she was like no like you don't understand like I was crowned most likely to bag on Asian guys I mean she was admitting she was like. This went beyond, like, I was a little bit embarrassed of Asian guys, so I, like, mostly hung around white guys. Like, that's kind of innocent in its way. This was like, no, I was known for actively shitting on Asian dudes, okay? I had a problem. And that, to me, is worth something. You know what I mean? That's that's worth something. It's just like, are we willing to meet people who say that you know, halfway or or where they are to be like, Okay, well, I'm glad that you said that because I've noticed that that – I've noticed this in my life. I've noticed people – I get the feeling that there were people doing that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I don't know. I think for her to add that detail and to not hide it and to actually mention it at least twice, to be like, no, I'm drawing emphasis on the fact that I wasn't just the Asian girl who liked white guys but the one that was most likely to bag on Asian guys and that was a group consensus. That was what the white people awarded me with. Like, I was known for uh, to be the girl that hated Asian guys. Like, you know, um, like Celeste Eng. that's her, right? Like, that's her being, like, bagging on Asian dudes on Twitter. And the white people, in this case, noticed it and were like, oh, yeah, you know? So, I don't know. I guess, in that sense, uh, another uh, feather in the cap for um, for uh damn i keep forgetting her name uh christine ma kellams
2: yeah i actually i, I just want to say also how confusing it because if you want to bag an asian guy that means you <laughs> want to get one <laughs> yeah. i've never heard the term bag on someone oh, bag maybe it's on, like it's a, a little, regional expression it's a little bit older i yeah. okay oh so you've, it's a real thing yeah, yeah it, it'd be older. like clown on or rag on but yes. i've never heard bag on it's kind of it's the same as
1: rag yeah 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 it's, yeah, yeah
2: yeah it's like so, yeah, my stance is, you know, I too am tired of this type of piece. I'm not tired of the, the sentiment. I just want to see something, like, kind of develop just because I personally have read these pieces so much, but I also think that, well, you know, what would you rather do, like, not anyone, like, have nobody mention this? Because that's kind of, like, what what the Gen fang types probably want. They want this, like, right. totally swept under the rug. And, and you know, for any anyone who, like, blames... This, you know, this like uh, interracial, by which we mean white partners, uh, racial imbalance. They say, well, it's because like Asian guys are just p- too patriarchal. I mean, that that's, that's the only alternative real uh, explanation. So it's like either or. So, yeah, I appreciate the honesty.
1: Yeah. And look, if someone is, to, to, for, for Asian guys who are listening to this, right, I think that for an Asian woman to come out and say this and to admit it, the graceful response here is to sort of, you know, like accept it. It's it's kind of an apology yeah. in a way. Yeah. And the graceful thing to do is accept it. I think the, the not-so-graceful thing, the thing that reveals that you're still – that you are still sort of not through dealing with the this kind of thing is to just react with blind anger towards it and not be able to see that this person is in many ways offering up an apology and took a lot of slings uh, for it because everyone ratioed the shit out of her stuff on Twitter yeah. and – as far as I know, she still stands behind the article. So, you know. Yeah, I agree completely uh, with what you mm-hmm. said. Yeah. Yeah.
2: All right. Uh, as I said, let's let's move on to this uh, J.C.K. versus Jen Fang. Uh, I, I think it is a heavyweight fight better than uh, Fury <laughs> versus Wilder. <laughs> Did you uh, watch it, by bloody... the
1: way? Fury, Fury Wilder? No, no, I don't like boxing. Okay. But I
2: heard it's, it was a real uh, cracker of a, or, uh, of a match. 11th so... round
1: knockout. That's a big mm-hmm. fight. Damn, that is yeah anyway
2: uh, but it's uh, uh teen you, you want to talk more about this because sure. uh i think i think you have the best insight on it
1: yeah i mean so jck who is writing um who's written a book called the loneliest americans uh he kind of released an excerpt of it in the new york times magazine and uh i read it it's not bad it's called the myth of asian american identity Um, But it it very much reads as a sort of like upwardly mobile – he sort of divides the universe of Asian-Americans into sort of poor immigrant working class Asians and then the rest of us, the sort of white, aspirational, overeducated, assimilationist Asians. And in doing that, uh, I think he really pisses off um, Zhen Feng in particular because he's been saying for a long time on Twitter and stuff that he deletes everything after like, you know, a week or something, which I think is a kind of a bullshit move. But he he's basically saying that the Asian American scholar and activist class, which is his term, um, belong almost uniformly to uh, the latter, the upwardly mobile assimilationist white aspirational class. And he says that that is part of the reason why uh, the racial discourse around Asian Americans is so confused, because we are only hearing from this sort of you know I don't know if it's necessarily a minority of uh, or 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 a smaller group though I presume it is uh, that we only are hearing their side of it, and that includes the people who presume to be thinking and caring for the other side. Right, and he says that there's probably there in 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 that there, there's a lot of paternalism and there's a lot of, you know, there's it's the same mistakes that are being made by white liberals when it comes to understanding class in America. The same mistake is being made by the Asian American activist and and academic class, and I think that really puts her pisses her off because her response, be, even before this article came out, where they've had uh some some minor beef around it before it really came to a head uh today um was that he was um disrespecting her and you know the legacy that she believes that she inherited which is all the activists from the 60s and 70s and stuff right and it's like the work that we did is being you know you attack the work that we did and all this stuff so i think there's a bona fide this isn't just like you know, uh, watching two blue checks slap each other in the mouth, which it is, which is hilarious. <laughs> but there is a, you know, there is a real conflict here, and uh, you know, it just made me, it was another case. I think. Um, well, okay, so what happened was this part of the book was excerpted and released in New York Times Magazine, and their ongoing spat, which had been relatively quiet, only people who had really been paying attention, saw it. But she subtweeted him and basically said that he that his characterization of the elite upward mo- upwardly mobile Asian American, that half of Asian American, let's just call it half, okay? I don't whatever. I have no idea whether it's half or not, but I'll just call it the half. The upper half, let's say, is this white aspirational class. This is a class issue. This factors this is a social this is a this is like a social fact it's a thing and she comes back and she's like no that's just you you're self-hating you're a white worshiper you're one of these like weird asian people that didn't grow up around a lot of other asian people and you're the one that needs like you know affirmation from uh you know i don't know he didn't say anything about th- oh actually he kind of did he went on this whole tangent about whether he felt That Bruce Springsteen was addressing people like him in his song Thunder Road. And she was like, I don't need fucking, you know, pop culture, pop culture affirmation to know that I love myself as an Asian, you know, which is complete bullshit, because it takes like two seconds of digging her timeline to see her saying like, you know, oh. You know, uh, it was Jubilee and X-Men that made me love myself as an Asian woman, right? Like, she literally fucking has that in her timeline. But, Trini are from the Yellow Power Ranger as well. Yeah, the Yellow Power yeah. Ranger, you know, Dave Cho's Mulan's ex-girlfriend. Mulan's probably in there. Mulan is in there, yeah. And she's, and, but she's like, the Disney one and the real ones. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> <laughs> and so to- but what about the China-released one? Uh, That's bad. That's the bad one. Yeah, that's the bad one. And then so – well, you got to think about the Uyghurs, right? So she uh, is saying all this really personal, nasty shit about him and basically saying what you take as a class character of the, quote, academic class is really you just projecting your own weird Asian man hang-ups – because you grew up in the fucking south or whatever and you don't you, – you fucking got confu- – you have identity confusion and now you want to project it onto everyone else. It was very nasty. And so he got tired of that. He couldn't take it anymore. And you know JCK I think is always one who subtweets or whatever or just avoids altogether and then he deletes his tweets after two weeks anyway or one week. But now he's like, no, fuck this. And he called her out by name and he was just like, show me. Show me where in my article – you know, th- did I say that I worshipped white people, or you know, just just point me to where it is? And she she didn't, and just replied, you know, sort of reiterating her point that he just basically disrespected all of the work of Asian American activists and academics, and um, he can go fuck himself. So that's that. That's the conflict online. I think it's an interesting conflict, and you know, I always like it when blue checks fight amongst themselves.
2: Right, because I mean, she has. It, this was essentially the criticism she leveled at us when we first started, that we were dishonoring the the legacy of her and other like Asian American progressive activist types. Uh, we were mischaracterizing her position. Whatever. Uh, it's the same thing she said when the um, Arthur Martunovich, Brooklyn Hammer murders happened. That the the real uh, travesty of that those murders and those three uh, Asian American men who were killed was that it impugned her potentially impugned her legacy among some people. So this is but uh for the first time, as you said, we've seen these uh two blue checks go at it because you know, before she was just trying to like kinda punch down uh at, at people, but now this is somebody with more kind of like station. Actually no, Tina, you, you brought up a good point, interesting point in that, yes, uh JCK is the one who gets regularly published in the New York Times. He's the one with like, you know, a major book coming out. He's the one who was on Vice and everything. But at there there is a like a kind of disproportionate influence that someone like Jen Fang can exert on him and and you're you're saying how he's like finally fed up with it
1: I think that's right, and like from what you know we've heard uh, offhand sometimes you know talking to some of these people, it's like they do have their own discords and slack chats and shit where they're all piled into huddled into some corner of the internet together um and that there is um there is, like, a sort of, like, group s- solidarity, I guess, if you want to call it that, that in order for them as a, as a, you know, relatively marginalized group within, like, mainstream literary establishment, you know, the Asian American writers and, and uh, journalists, um, that, you know, they are probably negotiating the terms by which they will support each other. Right where a Celestang will back a JCK book and tell her followers that JCK wrote a great book. Like, is she going to do that? You know. And I think that what goes on inside this these you know blue check spaces or whatever is the negotiation of the terms by which they will act together as a group. And I think that's why JCK has largely been, despite clearly someone who has a lot of Asian ID in him, you know, like. And I don't mean that as an insult. I mean, like, you know, he clearly has a deep sympathy because he is your typical Asian dude, you know? And I'm not going to take the route of of Jen saying to say that he's like this anomaly that hates himself. I think he's a typical Asian guy in America. Uh, not one that necessarily grew up around without any other Asians and looks in the mirror and doesn't see, you know, is confused by what he sees. Um, so I guess what I'm saying is that I think... It, you're right. Like, for him to have gone to just publicly call out her in a subtweet where she didn't even say his name means, like, that there is a serious fucking split within these groups. We're, we're within this group. Let's just call it one group. Hallelujah! Yeah. Thank God. I mean, it's about <laughs> fucking time because they're – it's exactly their solidarity that's the problem. It's exactly the fact that they want to get along with each other, that they'll keep themselves – they'll censor themselves – that is the problem. And I don't mean a problem in the sense of like, um, you know, that they're frustrating some other project or they're frustrating some other group that's antagonizing them. But no, I think it's keeping them from actually doing good writing. Right. And so long as these people are trying to write for that first layer of gatekeeping, and I, they complain about white keep, gatekeeping, but I think that there's also this group is its own gatekeeper. You know, and For I think, sure, as, yeah. and as long as they're trying to please each other through consensus and not willing to have the dirtbag fucking brawls that the rest of Asian people are having online with each other, until they're willing to do that, they're not going to get anywhere. Because you can't like agree and negotiate and compromise your way to advancing understanding and being more, not just being true to yourself, but like having a, a deepened understanding of where what you're. Position really is, and that's why I thought. Look, I mean, this is a well written thing, and it's clearly you're a professional writer, and it sounds and looks great. But at the end of the day, it's fundamentally no different than every other fucking think piece that every other Asian American blue check man has tried to write about his own racial confusion. You know, so I mean, you're not going anywhere, man. It's the same. I guess Chris, it's the same on the guy side as it is on the on the girl side here. You know, if you're gonna say that. Um, you know that 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 piece by Michelle is like not really you know different than what's come before it. I mean, I don't think J.C.K.s is either.
2: No, I, I totally agree. I think I think like yeah, I think Asian American writer types are just stuck in this this cycle of always wanting to elicit pity. I, I, they think that the the way to to like make that breakthrough is to get um, the the readership, which is mainly non-Asian. To, to like pity us and then that's why it's like a race to the bottom who can be more pathetic who can talk about the time that they won that award for uh, ragging on Asian dudes the most or about that time when I, I don't know they, like I didn't read K.'s piece but I, I, I know that there's like a part where he, he kind of gets weird about talking about his uh, like half white half Asian daughter it's like it is a race to the bottom and it's just it's just like there's no winners in that you know
1: yeah that's it- really sad Well, I think they kind of know as a group that that is their main selling. I think they're, that they're, they have reached certain consensuses, you know, that like, you can't just turn your back on now, or it's so deeply ingrained that they don't really talk about it. It's just assumed. And I think one of them is that. I think one of them is the understanding of what's expected from them. That they do need to talk about the ways in which Asians actually are POC. Like, I'm sure that that's something that comes up in their Slack is like, we need to reiterate that we are in fact POC, that Asian women are women of color, that, that and then the response from the guys would be like, that's true, but then the men are men of color as well, we deserve that status, you know, like, I'm sure they talk about that. And in order to reinforce these agreed-upon notions, I think it's clearly inferred that you got to worry about the ways in which you are a victim, you know, the ways in which, um, you know, that being an Asian man Does have, you know, all these POC problems embedded into it. I'm not saying it doesn't. I'm just saying that that is the one thing that they've got to pitch in every time, right? It's their mission statement. And so you just get the same thing over and over again, I think. Crying in each part.
2: One thing that does uh, encourage me, and I, Teen, you said this, is that we're finally seeing these like blue check types not afraid to get dirty that Mm. that's something that has been frustrating for us in the last few years ever since we started we know that a lot of these people agree with us but they're not willing to kind of either come out and and say it or they're they're, they try to like stay above everything and uh, i don't know i I, seriously it, it like it, like, started in, in the pro- like, the early September. I don't know if it's a total coincidence uh, with, like, Shang-Chi coming out. I think Asian... The whole, like, Asian-American cultural sphere has just gone bonkers. In fact, I uh, I read this uh, study. I don't know how... Um, or article. It wasn't... I don't know if it's a study. This is one of the side effects of COVID might be, like, a shrinkage of the uh, gray matter in your brain. So maybe <laughs> maybe it's, like, a, a side effect of that. We're all just, like, getting dumber and, and have less impulse control or whatever. But I've seen, like, you know... Like, with... okay. We're not going to talk too much about the um, the kidney story, the bad art friend article, but I-, I saw, like, a lot of people whom, you you know, maybe, like, a few years ago would have really not tried to go after someone like a Celeste Ang, just going at her, you know, being like, you know, fuck you and your fucking chunky monkeys and, mm-hmm. and all that. So, yeah. uh, just seeing that is, uh, it-, it, it like, it's good for my heart. It, it like, uh, it clears out the arteries.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's not even because I want them to get what's coming to them. Like, I just want them to have real fucking just like if you're gonna be like here's the thing is like everything that i've said about what they do like seeking group consensus and you know like that's good that's like what most people do right and you know i'm careful about what i say at work because i don't i'm not very careful about what i say at work if i say anything at all about anything except what we're doing because i want to have a good relationship with people at work you know i want to have good relationship with my colleagues and so i'm very careful about what i say and how i say it in order to maintain that uh uh collegiality and that's most people but my problem is that these are writers you know and mm-hmm. that they're supposed to be the thing that sets them apart from other people is their ability to write clearly about what's really going on in their head you know like to like not create distance but like basically destroy distance between the person who's reading what they're writing and themselves, uh, you know, not 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 necessarily like personal aspects, but also just what they're thinking, right, and and how they think, and if it's going to be mediated through these like groups where they first have to agree with each other, and then they can write about it. This is why all Asian American stuff sucks. Everything <laughs> you know, like everything Asian American, like turns to shit right, is basically, like, when it comes to these the, writer- The Trump. Yeah, they, yeah Were the are Trump. you paraphrasing Trump, Trump there? <laughs> <Yeah>. Asian, <laughs> everything Asian blue check turns to shit, okay? And, <laughs> and, 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 yeah, you're right. It's like, it's because they won't have the fucking conflict that the rest of us are having. Because they think they're better. They think their job, they, because they're so committed to the idea that they're the better half of Asian America in that sense. They, don't, they may not think of it as, like, inherently better. But we're better positioned. We have more influence. You know, like all of these material aspects of superiority, which I don't even think is true. But they are saying that, that like, you know, they have to demonstrate that they can find consensus, that they can find whatever. I'm like, no, you're just demonstrating, like, an unwillingness to be honest. And that's why you suck as a writer, I think. Like, I read your stuff and it's just all confused and shit because you won't just tiptoe around what you really want to say you know um so i mean i read this i mean i recommend reading this just to see like how someone who is clearly trying to break the mold of asian american writing up to this point is still fundamentally penned in by all of the problems with it you know and and it's like this is like instead of crying in H Mark, this is kind of like crying in whole foods right like this is kind of (laughs) saying like That you know, I am ready to bear my soul about my, you know how conflicted I am because honestly, I want to be, I want to be a white guy. I want to be respected and cared for and listened to like a white man. You know, like all this stuff. And it's like, all right, uh, I don't know if we need to hear any more personal misses about this. I don't know. So I don't know. It's worth reading. And this whole thing about fucking thunder road is just bizarre it, it i mean in some ways actually like as much as i hate to say it like there <laughs> jen feng is in a way like leveling uh accus- like she's she's ripping on him in a way that's kind of funny too and i think that partially it's not because she's witty or smart it's because i think that they do convene and they talk about what's wrong with jck And, like, how fucked up this is because he's hypocritical and he's making accusations, but then at the same time, right, you know, the next paragraph demonstrating the thing that he just accused others of and stuff. And this whole thing of, like, you know, how he puts a lot of stock into pop culture assimilation and wondering if he is seen by Bruce Springsteen is fucking hilarious as it is kind of pathetic, you know, but... Because it's Springsteen and it's a little different and it's not, you know, this stupid woke culture, Star Wars, Marvel Disney shit, but an older sort of like, you know, more mature more classic Classic. American thing. it seems above the fray. Oh, I'm not talking about Shang-Chi and all this shit, I'm talking about Bruce you know, and it's like, yeah but it's fun, I mean, Jen's right in that sense it's fundamentally no different you know, it's just hilarious because Jen fashions herself after Jubilee from (laughs) X-Men (laughs)
2: <laughs> who uh, apparently so, uh, is like kind of a self-hating character i didn't yeah. know anything about that. Is she like really? always like talks about how americanized and uh, whatever it's like yeah,
1: yeah. she's but, got this whole like I'm, I'm american i escaped my chinese fu man dad she's, uh, she, Manchu she's also an
2: adoptee right if the 90s cartoon was any accurate she yeah. has like white adopted parents what, what was really funny about uh, Fang's attack on JCK was it really seemed like kind of your standard uh, Asian identity type of attack on any kind of Asian American female cultural figure like she you know she's obsessed with assimilation I for one never doubted my uh, Asian pride um I don't need to feel like I fit in because I'm you know I have my Asian friends and, I'm, and so it, it was really funny how it's like it's like the attacks kind of. It was it was very similar and i i guess it it it's like what if you feel like you are attacking upwards like somebody who seems to be getting more attention and and just like awards than you it's 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 what you and, and whom white people like more or listen to more that's that's how you attack them
1: i'm feeling a little contrarian today on this because now that I think about it, like, there are things that Jen Feng said that I agree with. I actually side with her on some of this stuff. And one of the things that she said about him, um, was, uh, kind of calling him out for the way that he said that the goal of, like, the job of, like, Asian blue checks essentially is to interpret, uh, is to interpret Asian people for white people. Right? Which, is, I think goes into some of this Squid Game subtitle controversy where there's a lot of Asian Americans jockeying for position to be the sort of like cultural expert that explains why you actually don't know anything about Squid Game. <laughs> you know, you have to listen to me to understand the real stuff, you know, the Easter, the Asian cultural Easter eggs and all this stuff. Um, <laughs> and so she said this about him and then he denied it and said, I never said that. And that's a mischaracterization of what I am or what I said. But then I was like, but you just tweeted today how angry you were that every reviewer of this book thus far in a major media outlet has been Asian. He was like, you don't, hey, uh, you know, uh, newspaper writers, like, you don't have to assign an Asian to review my book. Okay? This is segregation. And I was like, fair. But on the other hand, that's pretty clear what you mean by that. Meaning, like, the, the audience for this book isn't really other Asians like I want non Asians to read this. There's nothing wrong with this. There's nothing wrong with this, but I'm just saying like if you're gonna level that accusation against someone right that you know someone is like wanting to be the sort of like cultural explainer or whatever to white people uh you better you better make sure that you're not doing that yourself, you know right. and i think I think but- he is so.
2: Yes, but I I think the pointlessness of the attack is that it's pretty much true of everyone, including ourselves. Like, we are not, like, only trying to reach to Asian Americans, although most of our audience probably is.
1: Well, wait, wait, Uh, wait. But we're way different on that front, uh, don't you think? Right, right. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, let me just finish. Yeah.
2: But I I think that the difference is kind of like, okay, you – we all want to reach as, you know, a maximum uh, an audience as possible without sacrificing – what uh, we would call, like I don't know, Asian American principles, or for the good of the community. And I think that's where the real debate is. It's like, how how much are you prioritizing um, like your your like interests of your community? I think I think that's one of the fundamental differences between like a JCK and a Gen Feng. Yes, both of them are trying very hard to explain Asian Americans to non-Asians, uh, but I, th- I think the where they I think uh, differ is that like someone like a JCK is willing to go to like like the New York Times front page or whatever. And probably as much as an Asian American writer can do at, at a, in a publication like that, try to argue the side of the type of Asian Americans, especially kind of like poorer Asian Americans who aren't that thrilled about like affirmative action, who aren't that thrilled above like like leniency uh, in, in like crime sentencing, things like that. Whereas Jen Fang types will toe the more uh you know standard li- uh, liberal line on that
1: yeah i just think that one i don't i guess like when it comes to that stuff um i would be more sympathetic to like what he's trying to do there if he actually didn't delete his tweets if, you know <laughs> what i mean like if he wasn't the kind of guy who deleted his tweets you know what i mean like what if you
2: I was was just gonna say? Say, that's why i screenshotted all the stuff between <laughs> him and jen fang for posterity's sake because i know it's <laughs> going to be gone tomorrow
1: like well that whole tweet thread that kicked all of this off i thought was the one where when and this was about another serious issue which was um all the hate crimes that were that were being uh filmed like on video that were caught on video and the assailant was black and he was like in a series of tweets that i thought were really quite good was saying like Liberals need to offer an explanation for this. Like, there needs to be at least an acknowledgement that this is real. Like, you can't just keep writing article after article saying, oh, no, this is just you. You're being misled by racist media and all this stuff. That, That only goes so far before people are like, wait, no, but the next five videos that I saw were the same thing. So what's going on here, right? So I think that he had a really good set of tweets saying, like, look, I'm not saying what the answer is i'm not telling you what what the reaction is and clearly i am not going to be advocating for one where we are blaming a race for this right we're not blaming black people for this in the abstract but he's like we have to at least like be able to say the material reality thing that's actually occurring And he's like, that's how Trump won, because liberals were not willing to say the truth about America, whereas Trump was. And then he was saying that that's going to um, pave the way for a sort of Asian-American Trump moment. And I thought he was right. And if you see the way in which some truly fucked up MR Asian shit gets a pass on a place like Asian ID, it has to do with shit like that. And uh, I thought that was a great set of tweets, but he fucking deleted it. So, you know, he he won't even stand for that. So what is the point? You know? And then he goes, oh, I got published in the New York Times Magazine. I read it. I'm like, but this is the same shit that people have been saying for the past 25 years. There's nothing in here. The only reason they're having a fight about it is because she's upset that he made it to the New York Times Magazine. (laughs) Are you you saying his tweets uh,
2: are better than
1: his, like, articles? I think the ones that he deleted, I thought that was a really good set of tweets, you know? Um, Which is funny because... There was another woman, a uh, white woman reporter who, like, wrote an article about that very thing in the New York Times. That And it, and it ended with um, an Asian dude. I think he was, like, you know, like a uh, – he was, like, a man-about-town kind of Asian dude that they – you know, that she just happened to interview. And he was, like, there's going to be an opening for uh, an Asian-American Trump if it keeps going like this you know it's a legit idea it's real and it's something that white people it 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 does spark a certain thought in white people this is not just about asians it's a way in which like what we're going through is very similar to something they're going through and so it's legit it's totally legit but he fucking deletes it i would respect him a lot more if he like stuck to his guns and stopped being so worried about being associated with uh mr asians which i think is the core of the problem
0: that would be wild if we if there was like an Asian Trump type of situation because you know I mean you really know is. with like such a quickness it's going to be about how Asians are you know basically white right mm-hmm. our proximity to whiteness we're following the same footsteps we want to be white I'm sure there will be a lot of Asian men who support it right and uh, it's just going to be such a shit show
1: I mean Kenny Shu is out there with a book saying Asian Ameri- I mean Asian Americans there's a lot of reasons for Asian Americans to consider uh going Republican oh, and, he, and he's doing this straight face. I mean, Kenny shoe is, I mean, I've talked to him briefly. He's not, he's not like a, a Andy. No, right. He's not like a joker type right wing guy. Like he's a, he's like a, he's like saying this seriously. Like he's putting real thought and effort into this. Now, am I ready to like really hear him on this? I'm ready to hear him. I really don't think I'm going to be convinced because I think I know where he's coming from. I think I know what arguments he's going to make. But I think he's a serious person. I don't think of it as a clown the way I think of an Andy Noah as a clown. you know. So, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I think they're totally right that there definitely is. And JCK has been adamant about this. He's been saying this a lot. And I thought that if he had excerpted uh, an article in the New York Times Magazine talking about that, that that would actually pique white interest much more than this, like, inward introspective race writing stuff. But he deletes those tweets. And then a white woman comes in and steals the scoop from him. You know? Come on. Come on, man. Get it together. Come on.
2: Maybe this is uh like his first step, you know, of fine. Cause, you know, like, you know, we have met him before and we know that he kind of like, you know, sympathized with a lot of stuff we say and stuff. Oh, you know, this might be his, I, I, think I'll just say this. In the last few years, my feeling is that like his crowd, uh, uh, has moved closer to us than us towards him, or oh, for uh, and sure. his. For sure. So, you know, it's like, hey, we're, you know, we welcome you. Let's let's do this thing. Uh, so, I, yeah, I'm optimistic. I, I think this is a good sign. This all this like, uh, this chaos we've seen in the last like month or so is is uh is actually it's revitalizing me.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, chickens coming home to roost is what it is. I mean, I, like, we knew that these issues presented in them as well. Because a lot of times, like you said, it was coming from them. They're the ones that were setting up the problem. And we were the ones reacting to it. Like, we're the ones that have to sit through Celeste Eng's tweets and, you know, this this new fucking essay about WMAF or this new story about WMAF. Like, we're the ones that have to digest it. And they get mad at us for the way we digest it. They're like, oh, no, it, your farts were not supposed to be this stinky after you ate this oh, crap. Oh, God. Nope. Jeez. And, <laughs> <It's true. laughs> and you know, uh, they, but it was like clearly like, it. you know, these, these hangups about white dudes and Asian women dating white dudes and these hangups around um, all this stuff. Like it was clearly presenting in them, their group, their slack, their people, the blue checks. Uh, but they kept pushing it down and pushing it down and then blaming everyone else for having a bad reaction to what they put out. And so I guess the difference was, like, from our perspective, it was kind of like, you must, like, right now, like, I know JCK is, like, they're still fighting online. They've they've gone back and forth all fucking day. It's the makings of exactly the type of shit that everyone would sit back and watch popcorn over um, when Reddit people would get into fights back in the day. Right? <laughs> and... You know, I'm watching this and I'm like, I'm so happy that, like, I'm with you 100%. It's like, I'm so happy they're actually having this fight because I'm like, this is the fight that we were, we already had, like, way, way long ago. And we know where it goes. Like, you're either going to figure it out or you're not. But, like, I I think you're right. I mean, I think we're clearly looking at this and understanding what they're going through and realizing the steps that they're going to have to take versus... Uh, them looking at us and having any clue what the fuck is going on with us or everyone else. Let's say that that isn't them. <laughs> you know, uh, that doesn't have to. You know, fucking. Sh- you know, uh, workshop everything they say and, and tweet. That's all I had, man. I, I I've been very. I, I it was it was a lot for me too. like just watching this happen. It 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 just felt like it felt like coasting on your bike downhill. Just great, <laughs> you know, on a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like wind in your hair. Yeah, and you've worked so hard to like get up the hill in the first place, and then you finally go over that. Oh, got a nice view. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I got city bike recently, and there are a few times when I've ridden it to Brooklyn. So you know, I go over to Manhattan Bridge, and you know, it's like a, it's like a you know gentle slope. But once you make it to the uh, past the the middle point, it's all downhill. So you get to go down the bridge, yeah. you get to look out uh, mm-hmm. across the river. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a nice, nice feeling.
1: Yeah. Nice. That's a nice ride. Manhattan mm-hmm. Bridge is underrated.
2: Yeah. I haven't gone over any other bridge yet, but I heard somebody said Williamsburg Bridge is very steep, so I'm going to try avoiding that until mm-hmm. I guess my, my, uh, my leg muscles uh, get up to speed.
1: Yeah. Don't skip leg day. <laughs> the, 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 the Manhattan Bridge has some of like the coolest views of Chinatown and the sort of like the the sort of like crooked streets and mm-hmm. oh yeah because yeah. yeah it goes right over tops yeah. and stuff yeah it's really cool yeah anyway
2: all right uh John any last thoughts
0: no man I, i'm definitely one of the people just eating popcorn you know <laughs> yeah. like yeah I, i've got nothing for i don't have any deeper analysis i guess like maybe one question is like okay like let's say i mean okay if they like reach some sort of equilibrium and like you know they're peaceful again, or whatever. That's not really interesting. Let's say it goes the other direction and the rift grows even further, right? Like, what, uh, let's, you know, let's just like, um, try and take a peek into the future. Like, what, what do you think? Where does this, where do we go from here? Like, where does it, where does it go? I don't think uh, we'll have to worry about that problem for a while.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a, well, hopefully they go nowhere. And hopefully there's a revolution in the way that, you know, liter- literature is created and we no longer are completely dependent upon this little group of insular people um, to write the stuff for us to think about and ponder. Because You mean like
0: you hope but, that, the, uh, that, the, that it just kind of implodes that everybody like watching, looking from the outside are like, oh, you know what, this is really dumb. They've been yeah, talking it's, about, see, they've I mean, been I arguing think it's already,
1: for... I think it's already happening. Like, in other realms, you know? I think there's already starting to be, like, a culture crash where, you know, all the sort of, like, cultural uh, structures that we have, like, business models and stuff, and personal connections and all this stuff that make it up, that it's starting to, like, not work as well. And there's going to be room for other people, hopefully. Question is, are there other good. people there? That's the big question, I think, is are there any, even any good writers left? Uh, you know, I think there are, but, you know, they need some fu- It's just like that forest fire shit, you know, like, it's all, like, weird. It's like, why do we have forest fires? And some, like, forest dude is like, because we don't have enough fires. Because they don't let the, you know, the, the they don't have enough of the ones that clear out all the detritus. Yeah. So the, the detritus just builds up and builds up and then it explodes in a giant crash and that's what we don't have we don't have where you know things where we regularly clean out and try and innovate and start afresh and everyone questions the old tusher in the new no everyone's keeping giving keeps giving these awesome reviews to crying in hmart oh four stars out of four stars i couldn't it was a tearjerker i looked within my soul when i read it and that was just basically just like you know, a copy-paste of the, re- uh, of the review of uh, Kathy P- P- Hong, Park- Hong-, Hong Park's book. Uh, what was it called? Um, minor Feelings. Minor Feelings, you know? like my, That's like the sequel to, or prequel to Crying in H Mart. That could be a series. Minor Feelings, you know? And, and uh, same set of uh, four stars, amazing, so brave. I'm like, it's the same book that's been written every six months. And yeah. the reviews are always, like, amazing. I'm like, how how many times can you be amazed by this? Clearly, people aren't reading the book. Like, JCK <laughs> was complaining about that. He was like, there was some guy that reviewed his book, and it was clear he actually didn't read it. Because he was, he mistook, he read in an essay from uh, the New York Times that JCK had written independently of the book. He had assumed that that essay was part of the book. And so he included it in his review. Meaning... He didn't read the fucking book, you know. Teen, I thought so. you were gonna
2: say he misread it like a Wesley Yang essay. Oh, the make- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Actually, um, when I see another Asian American writer blurb something by another Asian American writer, I know it's guaranteed to be garbage. Celeste um, so thing blurred one of the worst novels I've ever read called New Ways by Kevin Wen. I've I, I'm probably I probably complained about this like many times on this podcast mm-hmm. and it, it's a total trash book. And and if there are these riffs in these groups, I'm I'm very curious why someone like JCK who, uh you know, is actually, I think I uh, just say at least like technically speaking, I think he's a, he's a very good writer. And, you know, I think for an Asian American writer in the mainstream, he is probably pushing out there way more than most. Why they seem to be on the, you know, trying to like, uh, I don't know, rain on his parade and stuff, where someone like Celeste Inc. blurred that book by Kevin Wen, who got like accused of creeping on a bunch of like these Asian American uh, female writers like last year or something. It never went anywhere because he, I think he's too small and nobody really cared. But it's like, why are you blurring that guy's crappy book while you're apparently, you, you've got this like little anti JCK click going on in your in your WhatsApp <laughs> or whatever? Very, very bizarre. <sighs> anyway uh I, i'm finished uh teen you got anything else do you want to say
1: um i just don't care about these people that much i like i feel bad because like i've met jck and i've talked to him and i like i like the stuff that he says but like honestly i don't you know it's, here's the awkward thing it's like to like as insofar as jck is a writer of asian american thought it's like he should be as subject to criticism by anyone uh even people who do know him you know, and so it's kind of awkward because it's like you kind of know the guy and stuff. But it's like that's exactly what the, quote, intelli- intelligentsia should be. Like, we've gotten so used to – sorry, this is going to be another short rant. The, <laughs> but, like, we've gotten so used to just, like, reflexively hating the blue checks and the intelli- the self-described intelligentsia that we don't actually hold them or expect them to do any of the stuff that they're supposed to do. We just think, like, they're just inherently shitty. You know, there's, like, no standards for um, people. But I think there should be writers. There should be an intelligentsia. There should be a group of people that are thinking about this stuff and writing about this stuff and communicating stuff. You just do it better. And so, uh, you know, I hope that they, uh, like, you know, that's what I'm trying to say is, like, I just don't think they're doing a very good job. (laughs) You know? They should be criticized if they're not doing a good job. And, like, I don't think they're doing a good job. But Mm -hmm. I think the fighting, the conflict... And trying to work through it and figuring out, like, maybe actually you shouldn't be in a clique together. You're just, like, fundamentally opposed to each other. So stop trying to bridge these gaps. Like, just have it out. Just be like, you know what? I'm fucking done with Jen Fang. Fuck her. That's step number one for everyone. (laughs) Is fuck Jen Fang. I'm done with her and her shit. Right? That's step one. If he can do that, he's on to bigger things. That's my final thought.
0: Oh, it's just a one step program?
1: Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's the first step to the, you know, leads. Every journey begins with a step. And that's saying, fuck <laughs> off the GenFig. So, anyway. You make it sound oh. like, a. Eh, eh. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. All, All right. right. <laughs> Sorry about that, Chris. Oh,
2: yeah. no, no worries. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, I uh, hope you enjoyed listening to that. Uh, join us next time. We will be doing an episode probably on JCK's uh, book. A whole bunch of us uh, have pre-ordered it and stuff. So, keep on the lookout for that. And as I said, this... this um. This fall is just uh, Asian Twitter season. So I'm sure more more entertainment is soon to follow. So, you know, get your popcorn ready. All right. Until next time. Bye, everyone.
1: See you. Bye.